0: Support for the Listen In Podcast comes from Mailchimp, but not really. Support for the Listen In Podcast comes from listeners like you. Please like and subscribe our page on iTunes, leave us a review, follow us on Stitcher or SoundCloud, and please spread the word to one of your friends. If you have anyone in your life who would like a music podcast like ours, please let them know. Thank you.
1: I use Mailchimp.
0: Listen in podcast, episode 28, Marshall Falk. We're past the 27 wow. club. Corey Dillon,
1: too. Corey Dillon. A lot of good players. Warwick Dunn. Number 28. Yeah. That's a good running back number. It's, it's, it's less of a good basketball number. I think football is your best 28. If you're going to be number 28, you probably want to be playing football.
0: Dude, if you're 28 in the NBA, you're not playing. You're like Tony Delk or something. He was number 50. Yeah, you're not playing. You're riding the bench.
1: No. what So what's the best... What number would you be, Sean, if you were... In the NBA. Uh,
0: so I've always liked the number 12 yeah. because I loved Ricky Davis as a kid. That Big shout to Ricky Davis getting some shine on a music podcast. The best,
1: yeah. That's it,
0: probably the most media attention he's gotten in five years. We've mentioned Ricky Davis, here to put it in perspective,
1: we've now mentioned Ricky Davis more times on this podcast than ESPN has mentioned Ricky Davis in the past calendar year. It's a fact. It has to be. It's Unless they were like, here's like, a, a list of 25 players you forgot about, and it's like, and it's the it, the montage of him is like blowing an under the leg dunk
0: against the Lakers. I was gonna say it was if they had a not top 10 of blown dunks, yeah. he'd be number on that list.
1: Fun fact, Ricky Davis is who we first... That's like when
0: we, we first bon- became yeah. friends, we bonded over we our did. love of Ricky Davis. So what, when I was in sixth grade, when we started talking about that, I thought I was uh, like a baller, yeah. if you will. You were good. You were the best player on the sixth grade team. Not even that. I was all into like... You were. I'm just going to say The it. basketball culture. So I subscribed to Slam Magazine. Mm. And I would print out pictures from their their photo shoots of, like, these Thug Life players wearing a bunch of chains and stuff and, like, doing photo shoots. <laughs> and I'd tape them to my agenda book. Dude. I can't even imagine what, like, the teachers at this Catholic school we went to must have thought. The agenda You have, like, Stefan Marbury just, like, grilling the camera.
1: Borderline like, flipping it off.
0: Yeah, and I just have that, like, taped to my agenda book.
1: <laughs> the agenda book. I got a few items to start the episode sure. off, Sean. So I was driving back from maine today with mary kate and her dad shout out to them friends of the pod. couple friends of the pond um and we're driving back and the radio was was turned up loud yeah. and uh we were we we're rocking out and two songs came on that i want your take on one i'm pretty sure of where you stand it's loser by beck that song <laughs> came on we turned it up that song is more of a jam than i even remembered dude that song's
0: great loser I, I, so here's the deal We don't have the context of Loser as this big hit of the 90s, really. The slacker nation. We never were a part of that. So I'm sure for people who are from that time period, they have a different view of Loser. They're probably like, oh, I heard that a lot. That's that one Beck song that's super popular. It's probably maybe undeserving of the popularity. That song is a jam, dude. What I'm saying is we didn't grow up with that. We went back later. And listen to it. I think that song is amazing. It's so great. The guitar riff, his like abstract Dylan esque
1: rapping is great. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Beck. The next song that came on that I wanted to ask you about was Love Shack by the B 52s. Now, here's the thing, Sean. You, okay, you always talk about how you can't deny a pop gem. Yeah. The B 52s, I know you're not a fan of. Love Shack, hold on. Love Shack is undeniable. That song's so good. I will agree with you on "Love
0: Shack." Okay, "Love Shack"
1: is a is, is a, a good song. It's a jam, it's dude. A good song. It has not only is like the first whole part of the song catchy, where they like do the the regular like a love shack is a little old place where we can get together. That yeah. whole part. There's a whole second part about bang bang on the door. That part's a jam too. That's I love "Love g- Shack." Okay,
0: that's a good song. You know what song I don't think is that good? Rock is Loves. "Rock Lobster." Mm-hmm. Fuck "Rock Lobster."
1: You should give their first album another listen with years of context. I
0: know, I should, because when I listened, I would think I was like 16. In high school. And I I already went in wanting to hate it, I think. Yeah. So, which isn't fair. But, okay, so this brings up an interesting thing, is I I went to Philadelphia the past few days for work. Um, Let's just say it had something to do with a school where one or more members of Modern Baseball might have some affiliation with. Are you legally... B- I am bound not to say it. Probably. Probably. Okay. Probably. Uh, anyways, so I was there. I was in Philadelphia for the past couple of days. We drove down. We did not fly. So we're coming from nor- the uh, New Hampshire. We ended up driving. Southern New
1: Hampshire. Yeah, it's like a six... The seven Merrimack
0: hour. Valley. <laughs> it's like a six, seven-hour drive. Um, what I realized is, first of all, with the radio situation... Does it feel like there's only a finite amount of songs that are allowed to just be played on the radio? Without a It's doubt. the same, like, 50 songs it you're going to hear on any station. So there are that many songs, probably, that are allowed to be played on each different per station. Per station, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you are on the classic rock station, you're going to get Paradise City, which I heard multiple times on this trip. You're going to get... A Whole lot of Love. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to get, like, Dirty Deeds Under Dirt Cheap. You go to, like, the adult alternative station. You're going to get... Matchbox 20. Yeah. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. Yeah. Yep. These are the only songs you're going to get. That's what I realized, because we had one of those radios that shows the song yep. and the song title, because, like a smart person, I brought headphones there with you me. Go. That's what you got to do. Popped those on. I was listening to my own stuff. Your new headphones I saw in a Yes. Set. I got Audio-Technica, like, nice, good headphones. Ooh. The first time I've ever had really good headphones. How do you like them? Game changer they're amazing Agreed. you hear I've heard things that I had no idea were even in the mix yeah anyways I so I was looking at the 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 songs that were being played while I was listening to my own stuff and it's first of all actually let me back up I was the only one on this trip who had headphones in and was listening to their own stuff in the car did you ostracize other people by not talking no one else was talking either, though. Oh, That's perfect. Thing. It was almost like this unspoken thing where it was like, no one's going to speak because it's such a long car ride and yeah. we can't feign speaking Interest. this entire time. We just got to kind of hunker down and do our own thing. But the thing is, the dude sitting next to me, no headphones, nothing. He just sat there. That, I, dude, I, first of all, I can't
1: fathom that because some of my favorite, like, memories of getting into music are. In long car rides. For, this is my the best case in point I have. When I went to California with my family, we did like a trip down pretty much all of California. We went to San Francisco for the first couple of days and then drove all the way to L.A., which is How like a 10-hour drive or so.
0: Really? Yeah. So it takes longer to go from San Francisco, which is in California, to L.A., yeah. also in California, and then it took me to cross multiple states from New Hampshire to Philly.
1: You got to think, dude, California is like two-thirds of the coast or more. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, we went from Northern California, which is up near like Oregon, right, all the way down to LA, which is way south. It, that's as far south as probably like South Carolina or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, yeah. anyways, we drove, and on those drives, I had plenty of hours. And this was like four or five years ago. This was when I got into Death Cab for Cutie. If you want to get into a band, A trip like that's a great case if you're not going to be driving a lot. I got into plans and transatlanticism. I listened to them on repeat. I also listened to some Z by My Morning Jacket trying to remember what other albums there were mixed in. Fleet Fox is here and there. That might have been a different trip. Oh, that was the trip up north in New Hampshire. But yeah, if, big. Uh, when you when you have the chance to be riding along in a car, that's a way to get into so albums. So I was
0: going to say, I wanted to bring this up. This was my next point. So these people are listening to the same 50 songs on each radio station. Mm-hmm. The songs you've heard for years and years and years. It's 3 a.m. I Must Be Lonely. It, Paradise, Paradise City. Yep. So you're listening to those, and that's fine. And the thing I realized is... That's all some people want out of music or the radio or a car ride is just those those songs they're familiar with that they can listen to and be comfortable with. I am so bored by that experience driving. What I love is kind of planning ahead and being like on this drive, I'm going to listen to these albums by this artist and I'm just going to immerse myself into it. So what I did, I put my headphones on. As soon as I was comfortable with being able to just do my own thing. And ignore... How, how long into the trip did that come It took like an hour and a half, two hours before I was okay. So I started off with just my shitty earbuds. I had one earbud in my right ear. Kept my left ear open to be able to hear if anyone was trying to talk. Were you talk sitting to me. in
1: the, the back right but Back seat, right, okay. yeah.
0: Yeah, so ear to the window, had the headphone in. Good. Left ear was, was monitoring the rest of the car for any conversation. As soon as I realized no one had been talking for a while... Took out the earbuds, put in the good over-the-ear yeah, headphones, yeah, yeah. put those Surround in. sound. I was dead to the world. Good. No one could have talked to me. I don't think I spoke to anyone for five hours after that. You must have gotten some good listens in. So, on my way down, I listened to Have One On Me by Joanna Newsom. A two-hour album. is a two-hour, 24-minute album. <laughs> <laughs> a, 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 a tome of a, a, of a music experience. So... What I realized is it is a lot more likely that you will get into an album and, like, really like an album if you plan ahead in your own mind beforehand. I'm going to listen to this on the car. I'm going to like it. I'm going to get into it. You're much more likely to enjoy it than if you were to give it a listen in another context.
1: So what are your thoughts on that Joanna Newsom album? So I've you, listened to Milk-Eyed Mender. I've listened to
0: Divers. What you, I, you, uh, I don't think I've listened to you Okay. Yet. Okay. So here here's thoughts on Have One On Me by Joanna. It it's too long. Really? It's too long. There are certain songs on there that don't need to be there. I
1: didn't expect this. I didn't expect this because you've been all in on Joanna News. I love Oh,
0: Joanna News. I great. still do. Oh, I'm not Have One you know. On Me. It's too long. It's still great. Really? It's still a work of art. What would it's you actually cut it down to? it actually might be more impressive than any of other other, other albums just because of the scale yeah. and the just kind of the weight and the intricacies of it.
1: So I listened to an interview of hers on another podcast. You might have heard of it. I don't know if it's as famous as ours. It's um, this comedian Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. No, in fact, he's actually, that's arguably the most famous podcast of all time. Yeah. Um, but so Joanna Newsom came on. And she was talking and dude, she is exactly like you'd expect. She, he was talking to her about her influences and she was like, yeah, I really like like French um, impressionalist. I hope that's the right word. Composers impressionist, impressionist composer. She was like citing Debussy as one of her her greatest influences. And so I popped on some Debussy, and I gotta say, we gotta find a way to r- rotate in some classical because sure. there's some nice stuff in there. Th- this was some good stuff, and I can actually see the influence there. But she's a, a very interesting songwriter in person. She, she chose the harp first of all, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not it's not a, a uh, easily wielded instrument. It's not an instrument you can like just carry around. Have you seen the Portlandia sketch with her where she has her harp and Fred and Carrie and she, she- they're trying to fit it yes. in the trunk, yeah. and she's yeah. like, no, no, no. No, you're not gonna get it. And Fred's just like, no, I think this will I think we can get in here. And she's like, No, it's not not gonna fit. It's a harp.
0: Yeah. So yeah, she does play the harp. Her arrangements on these albums are insanely lush. They're almost too dense to unpack. And that's the thing with and that's why I say it's too long, have one on me, is because it's two and a half hours. What you need to do with Joanna Newsome albums, with the exception of maybe Milk-Eyed Mender. Milk-Eyed Mender has the most feel of just a regular Baroque pop album. Yeah, yeah. With some, like, folk bits added in. Yeah. What you need to do with every other Joanna album is spend kind of a lot of time with it. Yeah. Unpack it. Understand each of the the different sounds in the arrangements that she's trying to do, the little melodies that she's doing. It becomes she, yeah, go ahead. so much harder to do that in a two-and-a-half-hour-long album Because by the time you get through even half of it, you've already forgotten what you've just listened to. And you still have another hour to go. It becomes really, really hard. So what I have ended up doing, and I listened on the way down. So I listened all the way through, have one on me. And I was like, yeah, this was enjoyable and good. But I don't remember what the fuck I just listened to. Because it's so long. So on my way back, I made another effort. I said, I'm going to listen to Divers first which is her newest album. So good. I forgot how good that album is. Divers is, is. incredible. It's amazing. Divers is great. Then I put on Have One On Me. I was already in the Joanna Newsom vibe, put it on, and what I'm going to do from now on, I'm going to listen to this album in thirds. Every six, So there's 18 songs, so every six songs, I'm just going to stop it. I'm going to treat it as six each. So I listened to the first six tracks, took it for what it was, there were some songs that were really, really great, really enjoyable, where I, I know I'm going to start to love them the more I listen. There were one or two songs, definitely one song, that I was like, this does not need to be here. Take that out. Breaking it up like this is
1: a good strategy. And another strategy... It's not I've, something we normally do. No, because it feels like cheating, but because what we're used to is half hour to an hour long albums. And so you almost can't apply the same logic to an album like that. What, For example, something I've been doing um, is in the car... I just have Bitches Brew by Miles Davis just in the car, so when I start the car up, it's just playing. Right. So I just have it on the CD. Another, I think, about
0: the same length, two and a half hours. I think
1: it's, isn't it an hour and a half? It's like, or is it a full 90 minutes?
0: No, I think it's a little bit longer than that. I
1: know for a fact the first half is 47 minutes alone. Yeah. The first half.
0: Let me look real quick. Yeah, but But So so yeah, you've had it in your car. I've had
1: it in my car. There's two discs, and so I've popped in the second disc because I'm like, I know I've heard this less. And so I've been driving around, and it's it's fun to drive around to an album that's longer and there's so much to unpack. I think you can honestly kind of make some draw some parallels between a Miles Davis album like that to a Joanna Newsom album, where there's an incredible amount to unpack
0: in any single composition. You know what it reminds me of is kind of like a movie that's really long and really dense that you can keep revisiting, and you find new things every time. For example, when I, uh, it's, it's okay, Bitches Brew is an hour 45. That's really, really long. Seven
1: songs. It's really long. And, and the first half of the album are two songs, Pharaoh's Dance and Bitches Brew. They're 20 minutes and 27 minutes, respectively. Yeah. So, they're, and so you have to think with albums like this, and it sounds like Heaven On Me is like this, and I do plan to listen to it. With albums like this, you, you do, you said movies. I think yeah, it's it was, a great comparison. I, I think you have to look at them differently.
0: You, you do. really do. I was going to say, the thing I kind of compare it to is something like a movie that I find something new every time with is Goodfellas. Right. About I, as long. It's about as long. However, yeah. I think Goodfellas on its own is a lot more accessible yeah. than what these <laughs> albums are. These are both, I mean, Bitches Brew especially is insanely experimental and is yeah. groundbreaking for its time. Joanna Newsome, Have One On Me. You could argue it's pretty experimental, too, and pretty daring and not the norm. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I just, I don't, we're probably not as well-versed in film, so Goodfellas is the best comparison I can make. Well, the way But I that's th- such a pop populist movie.
1: The way I think of it is, like, when you, because to say you're, like, for example, you can call a movie one of your favorite movies of all time having seen it once. People yeah, do that, maybe yeah, twice, yeah, maybe yeah. twice, and we view music differently. In our mind, you have to listen to an album umpteen
0: times. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah,
1: you have to have listened to an album a lot and really digested it. With movies, I view them differently. I feel like with albums like this, you have to view it like that. With Bitches Brew, I can't just pop it on any time and get through it. No. It's almost two hours long. you got to view it almost like a movie where... You're walking by and Goodfellas is on TNT or something You're like I love this scene. You watch a little of the scene, maybe the rest of the movie, and you go. It's like have so bitches brew rolling in the car. It's like, oh, we're on uh, Sanctuary. I like this little part, this little riff that gets laid down, the guitar
0: thing John McLaughlin plays here. So that's the thing, and I think that's the difference between the two mediums, is when we're talking about film or movies, it's really easy if a movie's on TV, especially Goodfellas. I've done this so many times where it's just on. You're flipping through channels. It's the go get your shine box scene. You're like, oh, I have to watch this. And then you just get sucked in, and you end up watching the rest of the movie. I've seen the second half of Goodfellas more times than I can even count, more so than the first half, for sure. Our way of thinking about music and albums as art is so different than how we might look at movies. It's incredibly because different. For us, it's okay to jump into a movie halfway through and just watch it to, to the end. If or, you've seen it before. Or, right. Or it's okay to watch a movie for the first 45 minutes and then kind of dip out. With an album, you and I, we seem to have this obsession with listening to it all the way through and getting through it in in one sitting looking at it as one collective whole. Which brings me to something I wanted to say earlier, which was that
1: when I... So an example of a recent ride I took where I was listening to music was on my way back to New York, to New York City and back when I went with Mary-Kate. We took Megabus down. And so I popped in music the whole way. And I was very meticulously planning how much time we had left on the trip and how much how many albums I could fit in. And I remember I popped an album on and I was like, if we get there... And I have like a song or two left, I'm gonna be really pissed yeah. that I didn't get a yeah. full listen in. Not so with movies. I, if I, you know, if like the, the Big Lebowski was on or something, a movie I've actually seen a lot. But if I missed the end, I'd be like, oh, at least I saw some of it. I love that movie. You know what I mean? You view it differently.
0: Yeah. The thing that I found myself doing on the car ride back from Philly last night was I, I, I had my first. Five sevenths of the car ride planned out. It was listen to Divers, listen to My Bloody Valentine's newest album from 2011, 2012, or whatever. Listen to Have One On Me. That got me through a good chunk of the trip. And for the last couple hours, my mentality changed. I was like, instead of these longer albums, let's listen to a bunch of shorter ones. I ended up listening to Never Hung Over Again, Joyce Manor, 20 minutes. That kills a 20 minutes on a car ride like you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. I listened to... It's a good um, strategy, actually. Of all things, I will soon grow tired by them. Yep. 13 minutes. 13 minutes. minutes. I listened twice in a row. Because I was just like, oh, let's churn through albums right now. I listened to Cardinal by Pine Grove. I I, I ended up tossing in these quicker albums. So you can start to almost distort time and make your car ride go faster by listening to these... Shorter ones, or or longer ones, if you want. You know, it's you can experiment with time and kind of make it go faster or so, slower. If you want.
1: What I'm gathering is that you have actually unlocked the secret of time travel.
0: That is true. So and I, it's
1: listening to Joyce Manor. That's that's right. That's if right. If you so here, okay, that's hot right. take. Yeah. If you
0: listen to Joyce Manor, you travel time. You do. You end up going 20 minutes into the future. In the blink of an eye.
1: Because all the songs are so catchy and infectious
0: and so immediate that you don't even know what hit. Now, I also have figured out how to go backwards in time if you listen to James Blake. You'll end up going back to 10,000 B.C. That's how slow in plotting that album
1: is. And when you get there, your punishment is you have to watch the movie 10,000
0: B.C. No, No, no. Your punishment when you get there is you have to listen to James Blake. Again. Again. Okay, because the movie Ten Thousand BC is a travesty. Okay, let' quick side note on Ten Thousand BC. Yeah. So my girlfriend back in in high school. Um, back
1: in Ten Thousand BC. Yeah,
0: my girlfriend back in high school. We would do a movie night with her parents, like every weekend Sounds or so. Sounds
1: great. Sounds awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, so we we ended up watching a movie with her parents and her little brother. We picked the worst movies to watch. 10,000 BC was one of them. And I remember sitting there wanting so hard to enjoy what I was watching and just being like, this is complete shit.
1: So in a situation like that, would you be the guy in the room who would shit on every
0: moment of the movie? No, at that time, I wasn't because I was still just, oh, I'm going to be very polite and deferential and I'm not going to say anything because we also watched The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, this sucks. This movie's awful, because it is. So I watched a lot of bad movies that way. It's interesting that, critically, the best movie that we watched was Revolutionary Road. And the reason for that, the only reason why I think they were interested was because it had Kate Winslet and it had Leo DiCaprio. So he was getting How that, was that movie? Titanic magic back. Looking back, that movie's amazing. The movie's awesome. Really? They all naturally hated it. They're like, that wasn't good. That was bad. At the time, I was like... Well, you must have fallen into the groupthink. I did. I, I fell into groupthink a little bit, but thinking about it after, I was like, no, I actually enjoyed that whole
1: thing. I had a friend in junior high and elementary school who I went to all the worst movies I've ever seen in my life with. Shout out to Isaiah, if you're listening. Big friend
0: of the pod. Big friend of the
1: pod, from what I gather. Um, actually, I haven't talked to him in, in years. Isaiah, hi, if you're giving this episode a listen. But um, we saw... Super babies, baby geniuses in theaters. Actually, we had the taste at 12 years old to walk the fuck out of that movie, and we ended up seeing Napoleon Dynamite, which is a, a classic. Now. Yeah, yeah. Which, speaking of Napoleon Dynamite, a lot of classic music in that album. Yeah. That album, in that movie. Yeah, what? So yeah, um, We're Gonna Be Friends by uh, The White Stripes. You have, um, what's it called, Dance or Just Dance by Jamiroquai. It's a really catchy song. You have Forever Young by Alphaville, which is that, like, forever. That song's awesome. I want to be that song's awesome. Young. It's super catchy. It's a song I can listen to like several times in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, it makes me kind
0: of feel stuff, even though I know it's a little bit surface level. Right. It's just pop. You know what's funny? Okay, so that song was in Always Sunny, and the prom episode.
1: Oh, that's probably a takeoff on Napoleon, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because that's was... when he's dancing with death. Yes.
0: Yes. So that was in the prom episode. Really quick
1: thing about Always Sunny: Did you see that they were at a gay pride parade? I the did whole see
0: cast that. in LA. I did see
1: that, good which is them. awesome. I like
0: that they all hang out together.
1: Was that a res- result of Orlando, or was
0: that before the Orlando thing happened? It's a good question. Um, I feel like they're the type of people to go anyways. Yeah. However, I think after are any of them gay? I don't think they are. No, no. But that's just like a support
1: thing. Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, um, I, yeah. They're just. I think they're just supporting, which is great. So when I was in Philadelphia um the car ride in each day when we were going to the place we were going to i didn't bring headphones or anything cuz it was only like a 20 minute drive from our our hotel to the to the spot and so we had like the the local rock station playing like the morning show was playing and if you remember if you remember a week or two ago we did our our shock jock personality <laughs> so when you really break down what the the morning show DJ shtick is it's hilarious it's so funny. what they do. Because they're on there, they're talking about the the celebrity gossip of the day or whatever, yeah. and they're adding in their little like sound bites. You know, whatever. this Justin
1: Bieber guy, he's crazy. Dude, how about him with the hair now,
0: the new hairstyle? I'd I, I like, like to show
1: up at home one night with that hair, see what my wife would do to me. I'd tell you where I'd end up is the doghouse.
0: The dog would be <laughs> sleeping in do my do, bedroom. Woof, woof, woof. WFU night. They do like the radio And it yeah. be, the sound effect is just way too much. Oh, it's over the It's so loud at that early in the morning. I No joke, Jake. Your impression, your caricature of this personality is exactly what this guy was i think i named this character by the way i think his name should be shock jock
1: Jacques. <laughs> shock jock Jacques, and he should appear occasionally to talk <laughs> about agree. to I talk agree. about pop culture and trends in the most general just like kind of offended way he can <laughs> like, how about the nba finals you know i don't i'm not a big nba guy you know i to me you got to get out there if you're going to be an athlete if you're an athlete man i mean you know this is not a popular opinion But if you're going to be a real athlete, you got to get out there and hit, man. I mean, like, hockey, football, these are the guys I look up to. Where's Bobby Orr? Where's Bobby Orr today? You know? Now we got Isaiah Thomas, you know, just uh, uh, rolling through the lane asking for a foul every five minutes.
0: And don't even get this guy started on soccer. No, Don't even get him started. It
1: shouldn't be allowed in the U.S. You know what I say. And the other guy's like, no, no, come on now. Uh, Shock, shock, shock. That's not, you know, it's the most popular sport in the world. It is. That's just the bottom line. And then, yeah, I know that.
0: Then he has some xenophobic thing about how the U.S. is better than everybody. Yeah. And it goes from there. He's
1: like, all I'm saying is we're on to something. <laughs> the revolution was no, uh, that didn't just happen for no reason. And you're like, why is he shouting about soccer and, like, bringing up the revolution? It At makes no sense. Thirty a.m.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But that's the thing. So I was listening to this, to this radio, this local Philly radio DJ, and it was interesting because... While I was listening to this, I was like, this is what people in Philadelphia, th- this is their guy. This is who they're hearing every day. Shock, shock, shock. I'm just getting a little window into the world of Philadelphia rock morning radio show. Did you get,
1: so what kind of rock station was it? Was it, let me, let me ask, let me, hold on. Uh, was it a classic rock station playing stuff from the 70s and 80s or was it a station that would play some of that stuff like the most the oldest thing you get is like Paradise City maybe still haven't found what I'm looking for most recent stuff you get is like It's Been a While
0: by Stained which of those two let me say I'll put it this way the first song that was being played when I got into the car was Today by Smashing Pumpkins I think that's exactly in the middle of that that stretch you just gave me because I can't say that I heard anything older than 80s. I can't say I heard anything newer than early 2000s. Yeah, dude, Billy Corgan is a crazy person. Have
1: you seen that he appears on Alex Jones' InfoWars show? That like yes, conspiracy yes, theorist. yes, I have.
0: And his takes are absolutely insane. Oh, I haven't taken the time to watch his oh, takes. I, this went viral a the, the, like, uh, week or yeah, two ago didn't watch about it. Him. I, I didn't it watch a- it. All I saw was the headline. But the shit that he says is... Crazy. So have you started reading Stephen Hyden's not yet. book? No, okay. not yet. All right. There's a great I'm chapter. saving it. Shout out to Stephen. Big, big friend, friend of the friend pod. pod. I think I'd bother him on Twitter. We're going to tweet at him telling him he's a friend of the pod. Yeah. We're just going to keep doing that. Actually, all anybody, three accounts, anybody, my account, your account, and the L4M anybody account. Anybody who's listening right now, tweet at Stephen Hyden and say, hey, it's great that you're a big friend of the pod, and then tag in level 4 Media. Just do that, please. Be like, hey, big friend of the pod. And we're going to keep doing that. Actually, hashtag at Stephen Hyden, big friend of the pod.
1: Hashtag at Stephen Hyden?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh that's so the tweet, hashtag. So tweet at Stephen Hyden, big friend of the pod. It's great. you listen. Just give him, you know, give him a shout out. In, in truth, Stephen Hyden's a really good music writer. And his
1: podcast, he Celebration is. Rock, you should listen to.
0: You should listen to that. It's great. He Also, actually... check out his new book that he just came out with, Your Favorite Band is Killing Me. It's all about music rivalries. However,. It's not just a historical breakdown of those rivalries. He does a great job of comparing that rivalry and what it means to each one of our lives. And, and all kind of the things we deal with personally. That's interesting. How they've exploded into those rivalries. I'll let you get to your point in a second, but
1: on his most recent episode, which you should give a listen to, he talked to uh, Butch Vig, who produced um, Nevermind and uh, Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. two... Uh, what do you call it, like just pinnacle sort of albums of the yeah. 90s of grunge, yeah. quote unquote. Um, yeah. And he talked a little bit about how recording Siamese Dream was a really interesting process because Billy Corgan was under a ton of pressure yeah. to come up with an album that was like great. And he also had this vision for it. And Butch Vig talked about, listen to the podcast, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. What's your story about it? Uh,
0: but basically, yeah, we were listening to this, this radio station and I was thinking the whole time that I'm just getting a window into the daily lives of... Philly. You Philly wonder, rock fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny to do that. to, But be it's the, the same as anywhere else. And it, it was. It was the same shit that we get here. Yeah. The same exact points that they're making. But you brought up Always Sunny, and they actually were talking about how they were playing in, like, a charity golf tournament with the people from Always Sunny. And it's funny that that was a – that's my cultural reference point for Philadelphia is it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I was going to say it's just funny while I was there – that on this shitty radio show, like they're making references to Always Sunny, and it seems to be this a citywide thing actually that they are kind of also into that and like have some pride in the fact that in, that's in a their Sunny. show. Yeah,
1: it's pretty popular. Yeah. They kind of make fun of Philly a little bit. Yeah, I don't know that these guys were smart enough to pick up on that. <laughs> Rob McElhenney, who's from Philly, initially. I think he like he loves Philly in the way that you just always will love the place you right. came from. Right. But yeah, so that's interesting because rock radio is is uh, a crapshoot.
0: But you know what? Sometimes you get something good. You do. I was actually really happy to hear today when I. It's dude, a great It was song. like, like six thirty in the morning. I wanted to blow my fucking brains out, and I was like, all right, there could be worse songs player playing than today. Well, and
1: you, you had Billy Corgan singing to you that today is the greatest day he's ever known. And
0: actually, when that line hit me, I was like. This is ironic because I would rather be anywhere else than... Including dead, evidently, because you said you'd rather kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I am exaggerating. I just am not a morning person. I hate waking up that early. So at that time, when I had a full day ahead of me and I'm not used to being up that early, I I didn't want to... It's rough. I didn't want to deal with it. It's rough.
1: Waking up early in general is rough. Music can help. And speaking of music, which is what the whole podcast is about, so that's no segue, but I have another item for you. Sure. So Dan Paquette, big friend of the pod. I actually don't know if he's ever listened. Yeah, but I don't know. He is, so he runs a Facebook page. That actually, everyone who's listening should go follow. It's really interesting. It's called Dan Paquette's Music Obsession. It's on Facebook. You can follow it or like it or whatever you do on Facebook now. They have a bit of a brand identity Dude, issue with that. Uh, Facebook? I
0: don't, I don't like Facebook.
1: I don't love it either. I'm a bigger Twitter guy. I like it better. Facebook has some, like, there's some reasons I still use it. But uh, give that—I don't know if you, you follow it or if you like it—but but it's Dan Podcast Music Obsession. Um, this guy knows his stuff about music, uh, and and tell him Jake and Sean sent you from the <laughs> Listening Podcast. See what he says. But he asked me today because he runs polls all the time for his yeah. page about yeah. uh, like top tens for different bands and stuff. And so he was doing one about AC/DC, which I saw the other day. I didn't respond because I forgot. I thought I was like, oh, I should do that. Kind of forgot. He writes to me today. He's like, hey, Jake, are you an ACDC fan? Any interest in submitting a top ten? So I cobbled one together real quick. Sure. And I, I want to hear your thoughts because okay. we both like ACDS. Wait on me. Okay. So at number 10, this is where there was some shakeup Im- immediately. At number 10, I put in Ride On. And immediately changed it. Immediately changed it, and I wrote to him right after. I said, can I switch big balls into that 10, <laughs> yes. into that ten
0: spot? I was going to say, dude, right on wouldn't sniff my top 10.
1: Right. So, okay. So I put it in there, and I said, big balls instead. And so I wrote to him, can I switch big balls into that <laughs> spot? And he go, And I wrote one of the oddest sentences I've ever <laughs> typed. And it is. Number nine, I have Walk All Over You yeah, from from uh, Highway to Hell. Yep. Highway to Hell features prominently on this Hell list. yeah. Number eight, I have Hell's Bells. Nice. Seven, I have Dirty Deeds. 6, TNT, 5, Back in Black, 4, Long Way to the Top, 3, Highway to Hell, 2, Girls Got Rhythm. Can you guess number one?
0: Um, Night Prowler. Yep. Number yeah. one is Night Prowler.
1: Uh, so I, I want your thoughts. What, you, what would you have removed? What would you have included? Because um, I did this in five minutes.
0: So I was actually surprised at how much Brian Johnson you had in there. Two which songs. was only two songs. Yeah. I I think I like Brian Johnson ACDC, more than you do. You do. I I'm happy you included Hell's Bells and Black, Back in Black. they're
1: undeniable songs, dude. I'm not going to dis, you know.
0: I'm happy you included those. What I would have included from Brian Johnson era? Thunderstruck? Money Talks? I it, maybe thunder maybe Thunderstruck. <laughs>
1: probably
0: Money Talks. Really? Money Talks is a great song. Come dude. on, come on. I probably also would have included, for those about to rock, We Salute You, just because really? of how over-the-top funny that song Where is. Where would that have been, do you think? Where do you That, think would, that would have been, been low tens. It might have been ten, actually. Okay. However, and this is the thing about ACDC, it's hard because you kind of have to separate Bon Scott era and Brian yeah. Johnson era. It's almost like you need a different top ten for each. You should, but there's not. Because... <laughs> Look, you could. I can pick ten Bon Scott songs that I like better than any Brian Johnson song. Y- you kind of have to look for different things with right. them. Right.
1: And so here's the thing: is like, and there's also some area of like, which riff am I feeling more today? Yeah, because that yeah, middle yeah. area of TNT and Dirty Deeds under Dirt Cheap, those could switch any time. I like both hit- those riffs. I listened to them. I popped them on, and I was like,
0: oh, today I'm feeling TNT more. So that's number six. Right. So for me, I love the Highway to Hell representation that you had because that's the best album yeah. by far
1: and i've been given and to be fair i haven't given fair listens to their others around that era except for uh, so i was
0: gonna say yep. some of the ones that i would have liked to include on there are some songs from powerage or well, uh, which songs riffraff uh, Riff, Raff, Riff Raff? uh sin city okay is a great song also from highway to hell uh if you want blood you've got it
1: yeah, oh. I. That's a great song. I just for some reason I have more of an affinity for "Walk All Over You," and uh, and uh, what's the other one I put on here? Well maybe I didn't put it on here. Well, I have "Girls Got Rhythm" on here. "Girls Got Rhythm" is amazing. What's that one that comes between "Girls Got Rhythm" and "Walk All Over You"? It's, it's a third beating song. Beating around the bush. No, that's fifth. Third is um. I can't remember. I might have removed it by accident.
0: Honestly, like if you really wanted to, you could say. I'm gonna include every song from Highway to Hell in my top ten, and you'd be okay.
1: And honestly, so like I threw this list together quick. Also, I'm not like it's weird. I think about doing a top ten for AC/DC differently than I would think about doing it for like the Beatles or Zeppelin. I would take those lists so fucking seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I would actually like worry about them and carve out time to sit down and like. Just like, maybe like use a Tibetan bowl to get some like quiet, some just <laughs> yes. meditative. And I'd be like, okay, number 10, Kashmir. I don't know what it would be. Right. Here's my question for you, Sean. Uh, you were thinking of Touch Too Much. Touch Too Much.
0: Did that song's awesome. Did I include it? because That, that song is better than Big Balls, dude. It That's is. That's a better
1: song. I thought I had it on here it somehow got removed. Dude, See that's what happens big you balls make...
0: is better. You got caught up in the the comedy of big balls.
1: That's why I think that song's so great right, though. Right. That's why and that's why I was like I'm going to pop that into 10. I thought touch too much was already in the list. Yeah. I because I made this oversight, in 5 minutes. Oversight. Here's my question. Give me your top 3 quick.
0: All right. Top 3. I, <sighs> you love ranking things. I know. I know. It, like you said ACDC is really really hard. <sighs> What would be in there? It doesn't have to be in an order. What do you think's in there? (laughs) See, here's the other thing, too, is ACDC, they have certain songs, like Highway to Hell and TNT, which are so iconic, and I've heard so many times. Yeah, those might be in my top three, but I've heard them too much to really even include them. That's fair. Something like, yeah, Girls Got Rhythm would be in there. That was my number two. I love Girls Got Rhythm would probably be in there, and then... um, you know, the first record that I bought from them was actually High Voltage, so I have I have a uh, an affinity for you know it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and so roll, great. best for High of... Voltage. For for li- actually, Live Wire would be in there.
1: I think that that long way to the top, and I can't imagine they did this purposefully because they seemed like their st- shtick was like making fun and just kind of like being jerk offs and doing whatever they thought would be funny. Yep. But Long Way to the Top, I think, is a brilliant use of bagpipes in a rock I song, agree. and I think that they probably thought it was just funny. They were yeah. probably like, "Oh, let's include this like stodgy instrument, and like it'll yeah. be funny." People yeah. are like because it's not what we're about at all. Is these traditional instruments, dude? When that
0: riff is playing over the bagpipe in that yeah. song at the end, it's it's awesome. You're making me want to listen to ACDC right now. We'll pop
1: them on after. We will, we will.
0: when we're editing.
1: So what else is in there?
0: Um, I'm gonna say okay. So I'm gonna say, Girls Got Rhythm. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Live Wire. Live Wire. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna throw in a Brian Johnson Hell's Bells in the top three. Because if just just for just to spice it up a little bit, because if you, if you, put on Hell's Bells, and that riff comes in, I'm I'm sold. I'm sold on that. I will say though, ACDC's it's hard because there's like I said, Bon Scott, Brian Johnson. There's a lot of differences. They have so many songs. I will say there's some under-the-radar amazing ACDC songs. For example, Jailbreak. Right, okay. Um, you know, uh, you talk about Power Ridge. Or about like, a whole lot of Rosie? A whole lot of Rosie. I think it's a, maybe a little overrated. Do you? I do. It gets I talked do. about
1: a lot, I think, because it's funny.
0: Yeah. Riffraff, like the... Sin City. Uh, there's better songs on Let There Be Rock. Like, yeah. Like Dog Eat Dog or Problem Child. Like, those are... Those are both Well, songs. I, I could
1: only rank from my experience. And the thing is, is ACDC is a band for me where they weren't someone who I looked back on later and was like, okay, now I'll do my ACDC deep dive. Right. They were a band where in middle school, like I had friends who liked ACDC, like my uncle always liked ACDC, my dad always liked ACDC. So I was like, I'm going to go out, get a couple albums. Got Highway to Hell, and I got like, uh, what's the, is it TNT that it's called? What's the one with TNT on it? High voltage. High voltage. right? I got those albums. Yep. And I got Dirty Deeds, which like isn't an album, really. No, it's like leftovers. Which it's I didn't know. Really that's an a album. classic example of how it's different buying an album back yeah. then. Because I went to Best Buy, and I was like, oh, I like Dirty Deeds under dirt cheap. Right. I like that song. I'll buy this record. Right. And so I bought all three of those. That's my for me. That's my frame of reference. Yeah, same. And, well, and Back in yeah. Black, which I like, don't love. Some people consider it their best.
0: I disagree wholeheartedly. Though. I would. So that. What are your top two or three ACDC albums?
1: Well, I can only draw from what I know, so I'm gonna go Highway to Hell is one for sure. Yeah, and then oh, you no, know, for sure. Yeah, I'd rather pop on High Voltage than Back in Black. I would just would rather because, yeah, look, I like a lot of those songs, but you can get the best songs on Back in Black if you turn on the radio and go to a rock station for five minutes, you'll get at least one of those songs.
0: So, I'm, I, I have a confession to make. When I was in high school, I made it a point to find and listen to basically every ACDC album almost. I, dude, that's including. It's commendable. Their mid 80s. S- fly l- on the l- wall Listen and to stuff? this stretch. Listen to this stretch. 1983, Flick of the Switch. 1985, Fly on the Wall. 1986, Who Made Who. 1988, Blow Up Your Video. I've listened to a good chunk of all of those two thoughts they're about, all dog shit. Two thoughts
1: about those album titles. One, um, Who Blew Up Your Video? Is that what it's called? Blow Up Your Video. Blow Up Your Video Couldn't sound less like an A C D C album title. It just it doesn't sound like one to me. I don't really know I can't explain why. Two, who made who? How is that not a Who album title? I know, they they had I know, the corner they had that market cornered. The Who had every single Who yep. pun, yep. who's next.
0: Yeah. You know? They fucked up. And also, Fly on the Wall is their goofiest album, ty- uh, album cover that, like, an all IP time, with all time, with this it. cartoon bug on it. So I, I've listened to all of these, okay, wow. pretty much. I've listened to Ball Breaker. I've listened to Razor's Edge. The only ones I haven't are their, their 21st Black century Ice. ones. I haven't listened to Black Ice. I haven't listened to Rock or Bust. I've even listened to some songs from Stiff Upper Lip, a 2000- ACDC wow. offering. Dude, that's more than an ironic, An ironic song from that, which is actually pretty good, is Safe in New York City. Interesting. Months before 9-11 was to happen. Wow. But if I were to pick my top three ACDC albums, it would have to be Highway to Hell is the Clear number one. Number two... High voltage. Okay. Number three, I have to go back in black. Just, it sounds is, like
1: I've listened to the essentials then. Minus oh, Powerage, minus Powerage, there there and Let
0: There Be Rock are worth listening to. I probably heard a lot on them. For those about to rock, is when they like went full heel and started to top. become, yeah, <laughs> become, yeah, and a literal cannon fires. So they it's started insane. to become a joke. At that point, Drew Bledsoe's point. arm fires. Yeah. Sports Illustrated from that UK, Sports Illustrated Kids
1: yeah. cover. Yeah. So yeah. did you pick a favorite song or not? Um.
0: This is more AC D C talk than I think people were prepared for. Than what anyone wants probably. Or expect. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something from Highway to Hell. I'm just gonna go with Girls Got Rhythm. Nice. I can
1: respect yeah. that pick. Would Night Prowler sniff your top ten?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. For sure. Yeah. My yeah, favorite song there. by the It'd be up there. Honestly, my top ten would probably have five songs from Highway to Hell. That's basically what mine had. Yeah. had. Yeah. So it sounds
1: like I it was roughly representative. Yeah. yeah. I, I put it together. You should just you should write to Dan Paquette. Give him your top ten. Yeah, I will. Yours I actually really will informed. I
0: actually will. Um Uh, To wrap up, I wanted to quickly talk about a couple albums that came out this past week that I haven't even listened to that much, but I want your thoughts on, are the new Band of Horses and then the new Wyoke Surprise album. Okay. Um, So, Band of Horses, I've listened to just once.
1: um, And I got what I expected out of it, based on what I know of Band of Horses. I popped it on, and it's, you know, I don't know. It didn't feel like anything you know, like they're doing anything crazy new or anything, you know, they're not pushing the envelope. They're not doing anything super interesting. I don't have a nuanced take on this Band of Horses album yet, but I mean, with anything Band of Horses, they're a band where no matter what the song is, I'll at least generally enjoy it. That's the
0: thing. Band of Horses is such an inoffensive rock band right now. And honestly, that's probably one of the Big reasons why they've cultivated such a following. It's one of their biggest the, selling points. They're just this inoffensive, like uh, integrating some southern rock with indie, and which works for Kings of Leon, works for them. And it, this new album's fine. The thing is, they haven't done anything that's really good since their first or second album. So I'm really. not someone
1: who's done a deep deep dive. Well, the first on, on awesome. Band of Horses. You know what? The the first album's album? really really good. You know what album I did actually like? And maybe it's not one that's respected, and I actually don't really give a shit.
0: But I actually did like that album, Infinite Arms, a lot. Yeah, I th- so I think that one was their like big breakthrough album. What's on that? Actually, see, don't I haven't even listened. I don't that's know. That's the thing
1: is, that's an album where I listened kind of a lot a few years ago. I don't know any, the names of any of the songs. I don't either. I don't know to the names. I do love the songs, The Funeral, and I love
0: the song, The General Specific, which I think are on the previous album. Funeral's on their first album. It is? It's fun- yeah. The Funeral and Great Salt Lake are the two big songs. What is the General Specific album. from? That's from, like, maybe their second Okay. or third. I don't, I'm not totally I like sure. Because I kind of... That's the thing it's about really Band of Horses. It's like they're always just there. Yeah. And I'm never totally inclined to give them a listen. The Wild. They're fine, though.
1: The Wild Oak album, I've listened a couple times. Two, three. I don't know. Not many. Mm-hmm. I haven't dedicated a lot of time to it. Um... But I, my first listen, I just wasn't into it yet because it wasn't what I was expecting. I will say, the second time, I felt like they were showing me some stuff. The second time through, I was like, you know what?
0: I am kind of digging this. I can't wait to revisit it well, now. Let me say this. I, I have a very similar take to you. That first listen... I was actually, I was I was ready, because this was a true surprise album. They released it, they, oh, they like, tweeted it the day it came out. They were just like, It was, surprise. like, already on Spotify, and then they tweeted it. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, this is on Spotify right now. If,
1: and if you're going to do a surprise release now, I feel like that's what you have to yeah. do. At this point, if you're going to surprise, in quotes, release an album, that's so tried and true, that's so done at this point. You have to have an album on Spotify for, like, a few days a week. And <laughs> then be like, oh, by the way, this album's been sitting there for a week, what, and you, you all have what you really
0: need to do for a true surprise release right now is not tweet it from your account. You need one of your buddies or one of your fellow bands uh, to be like, oh, this new Y-Oak is lit. Everyone check this out. And you, Then people lose their mind. And, that's and look, what you need to do. That's what it
1: is, and there's no official release. No. I think we'll get to a point where, A... You're going backwards in time, so an album's been on Spotify for a month and a half, and then it's announced. It's like, oh, this yeah. album has been sitting there. The new yay is up on title. The other thing is you never announce it. You just have your friends mm. say it. I think this is a good strategy. I like that. I like you that. You never even
0: announce it. The best press is no press. In this case, I would argue No. But, 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 but we're going to go with that as a strategy. But anyways, I was truly surprised by that, taken aback. I wasn't necessarily in the right mindset for a Y-Oak album.
1: Well, and this is why, Sean, is because lately we've been very into uh, straight-ahead rock stuff. Like, for example, the emo and pop-punk stuff. We got the new Hotel Year. We got the new Modern Baseball. And then I've been in love with Car Seat Headrest. That's been yeah. one of the only albums I've really wanted to listen to lately, yeah. which is like good straight-ahead rock. Yep. And Y-Oak... Has the sound of one of those like late 2000s sort of um, uh, synth rock electronic, bands. Electronic. Yeah, electronic. Some electronic like stuff a in there. Like a beach house ish yeah. type of
0: band. And I was like, I'm not in this mood right I, now. Yeah, okay, so this is something I wanted to bring up is I have, so since we've been listening to Modern Baseball, Hotel Year, Pup, Car Seat Headrest, yeah. Joyce Manor, all these straight ahead rock bands. Has it been hard for you to go back and to listen to bands that aren't that? You kind of
1: you get to switch gears. It's just hard to shift gears. That's all it is. is It's you have to transition because you're you're looking for the guitar, like sort of the hooks from the guitars and the 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 sort of straight ahead melodies. And instead, you get these sort of building songs that are that are heavily dependent on electronic sounds and on sort of more atmospheric stuff. And it's just not what you're ready for. It's I compare it to actually when uh, Breaking Bad season four came on. I had been, no, sorry, when the new season of Mad Men came on once, one year, I had just finished a binge of all of Breaking Bad to that point, like four seasons. And I finished all of it, and then the next week, the new season of Mad Men came out. That first episode of Mad Men, I was like, when, when is someone's like head getting blown <laughs> off? I was like, when are like, they going to have a, like a car chase? When's Walt going to be screaming at Skyler? And I didn't I was like mad men so so refined and so yeah, withdrawn. Right.
0: And I remember talking about it at that point. You're like, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, really? Because that episode was amazing.
1: Well, no, I was just like, I it was really hard for me to shift gears.
0: And I feel right. like it's a similar thing we're going through with the It these is albums. because I was trying, I went back and I tried to listen to something. I don't remember what it was, but it was on the heels of listening to all those bands I just mentioned. And I wasn't feeling it. I was yeah. just like, did I just ruin other music for myself? No. Because there's going to come
1: a time soon. There's going to come a time, like maybe three, four months from now, where we're re- you're really into something quieter, something a little more atmospheric. And you're going to be like, oh, let's pop on Holy Ghost just to prove to myself I still like it. And you won't like it as much. And it'll scare you. So I
0: think that's already started to turn because on this, like I said, I was listening to Joanna Newsom on this yeah. car ride. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, this is completely different than what I'm used to listening to, but in the best way. Yeah. In the best way. So that being said, my first couple listens of Why Oak, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I This is fine, I guess. I'm not yeah. really feeling it. I was like, this seems kind of the same as a lot of the, this type of music that I've already heard. I did go back. I listened today. It's actually really good. It's a really good it's album. It's really good. I actually like it much more than I thought I would. It's really good. Yeah. Did you listen to their previous one, Shriek? No, and I didn't. Lo- really good to to too. So, uh, y, y Oak is such a solid band that is always there, always good. Give Y Oak a listen. Yeah. Give him a listen. Give the new album a listen. It's yeah. called Tween. Yeah, Tween. Give, pop that It's on. short. It's very short. It's only nine songs or eight songs. Yeah, it's like, 35 minutes, something yeah, like that. It's we, short.
1: We have spanned ACDC to Y Oak. In a, a period, in, in a, talk about transition, talk about uh, shifting gears. Yeah. And I'm literally in Ad- the studio. Adrenaline
0: night shift.
1: Yeah, I'm sitting here pretending to shift. Yeah. Picked, I don't know, I've never driven. You've, yeah, neither of us can drive a stick. I don't know how to drive a stick, but I'm pretending to drive a stick, right. as I'm saying, like shifting gears. <laughs> right, right. Um, but why, What okay, other
0: podcast think? could do that? Could pretend to shift gears? No, would would go from ACDC to Y Oak in the blink of an eye.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like if you're a listener right now, you're just like kind of stunned because yeah. what we've done is some sleight of hand. What we've done <laughs> Magic is we're, Sean we're, in the cut. Magic Sean and, and his apprentice, <laughs> uh, pseudo Magic Jake. <laughs> We were just like, oh, here's this. Just talk about ACDC. Here's Wyoke. All of a sudden, bang! You didn't even see it coming. <laughs> yep, yep. That's um, absolutely
0: right. I actually don't. So- no, I think the transition was pretty obvious. You were like, I wanted to talk about two. Yeah, 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 it was. Uh, so yeah, I guess to wrap up, um, Jake and I will be compiling our top fifty. No, not fifty necessarily. Our top albums. We could do. We could. We could. We do should shoot two. for like maybe twenty-five. Our top why, twenty. Our top twenty-five albums of twenty-sixteen so far. Why kill ourselves? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do our top twenty-five albums of twenty-sixteen so far. That's coming in the next. Dude, honestly, it's got to be in the next week or two.
1: I I got a good idea from from big, big, huge, ginormous friend of the pod, Kevin Kelly. Sure. He suggested, we tweet about this a little bit. And have people have fans or not fans, listeners submit
0: their top five, ten albums. Yeah. See that'd be if, cool. if
1: anyone has them. We can give a shout out. We can
0: see what what, what some of the listeners say. Cool. about I their like top that. five, ten albums. Cool. I like that. I'd like some fan participation there. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you so if you have. A top five, ten albums of the year so far. Go ahead and tweet them at, at Level Four Underscore Media. Yeah,
0: and honestly, if you don't tweet at us before we do it, we're gonna tweet at you asking for it. Yeah, we'll we'll bug you. So, like, friends of the pod, Josh, friend of the pod, Ryan, friend of the pod, Ian, friend of the pod, Kevin, Tyler, Tyler, all these people, we're gonna Jacob. Be, we're gonna be coming for that ass. We sure are. Yeah. There's no better way to sign off than than that phrase. <laughs> yeah yeah alright yeah so we'll be back in the next couple weeks with our top albums of 2016 thanks gang peace Morning. Yeah, I want to hear your, your gum Okay. So my whole thing about the gum is I like the harder shells better, like the little ones you get in the cup, mm-hmm. because when you're putting it in the car, which has varying temperatures, yeah. it's good to have that hard outer layer because it at least keeps it relatively the same consistency. If you, let's say you have a pack of Orbit gum in your car yeah. and it gets it gets up to like 85 degrees outside, That gum's going to become a little bit soupy and soft and weird. You're going to put it in your mouth, and it's not going to taste as good. It's not going to feel as good. So that's why I like the hard shells because it remains – it still gets a little soft, mind you. But it's not as bad. It's still got that crunch on the outside, Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, this is still fine.
1: I like the regular Trident gum best because I actually kind of like that warm effect. That's, That's the, disgusting. It, it wasn't as soupy as you might think. The one today I had popped in some cinnamon gum on the ride over, and it was uh, it was just it was pleasantly soft to chew into. And I like I don't dislike the the shell. I don't love chewing on it for that first minute when it like kind of crunches. No, I mean
0: it, it ends up being just normal after a while. Yeah, I mean otherwise it, they couldn't sell it. So or just not have it in extreme temperatures. You're right, that's <laughs> it's it's kind of like with your iPhone. They're like don't have this above 95 degrees or it won't work the right way or have it below 32 degrees or it won't work well.
1: Pretty you sure I violated both. Let me ask you this.
0: Give me your top 3 gums. Um Trident is number 1. Trident what? Uh, like the wintergreen or okay. whatever the normal mint is, spearmint. What well, I don't know, yep. whatever the yep. fuck that is. No, is, is spearmint? Don't no. Yeah, yeah, like spearmint, wintergreen. Give me spearmint over peppermint any day. Oh, I was gonna say, it, get the fuck out of here with your peppermint. Peppermint's too much. It's, it, it's it like hurts sometimes. Yeah, it's too much. Say you pop in a piece of peppermint gum, and then you go and have a cold sip of water. Your mouth is it, it's like daggers in your mouth.
1: It, on a hot summer day, they can
0: actually be nice though. Yeah, because it yeah, feels really yeah, cold. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. People who live in the Sahara Desert, what they're saying is, yes, I would like someone to stab me in the tongue with a dagger, because that's a refreshing and cool thing. That's what they're saying. Right. Okay. Um, My me, second favorite gum yeah. is cinnamon, the big reds of the world, mm-hmm. the uh, the five gum cinnamon, whatever those might be. That's number two. Number three is, dude. And this is probably just like a distant third uh, just like regular like gum. gum flavor I don't know like like wait a minute like wait
1: is there a gum flavor I'm unaware of yeah it's what like, does that taste it's like, like,
0: like bubble gum
1: just dude. like flavorless chickling <laughs> or chickle, whatever they call it no it's like
0: bubble gum bubble gum
1: yeah, yeah like bubble gum's gum a flavor
0: yeah okay yeah, yeah. My but t- that's a distant distant third those are the only two those first two are the only ones I really fuck with
1: yeah, okay, so me too. And actually, right now, based on my current mood, and this is subject to change, listeners, um, I go Cinnamon 1, and okay. I go Spearmint 2. See, the
0: only reason why that I choose the Spearmint Wintergreen Trident, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is because it comes in those big containers you can put in the cup holder of your car.
1: What was that really popular gum brand in high school? Not Five, that other kind. Oh, Stride. Stride. They had. Are f- they in business anymore? I don't know. They had... Um, a flavor it was like tropical something or some weird flavor no
0: no no you're thinking of Trident it was orange it was like orange I'm tropical thi- orange or something
1: no I'm not thinking of Trident I'm thinking of a stride flavor the gum was yellow and it was like really delicious. I
0: think you might be thinking. No, the no. Trident I'm orange. thinking of one
1: of my favorite Stride flavors. Look up what the Stride flavors were. Okay, all right.
0: Stride gum. I'll filibuster. Flavors. Oh, we're actually not on, so I don't have to filibuster it at all. doesn't fucking matter. If I don't want. To. Like these are people who are in for the long. Oh, okay, you're right. What was it called? It's called um. Fuck. Hold on. Hold on. Fuck. It's that's loading. A... It's loading. I'm getting the most pixelated image of all time. Dude, Forever Fruit. That might have been it. It's orange. I remember. I remember. It. You're right. That's it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Stride Forever Fruit. It was a ripoff of the Trident, like, Tropical Orange one.
1: I go Stride all the way, ripoff or not. Dude,
0: Stride, sneaky doesn't exist anymore. When's well, the last time you've had Stride? Like, high school. And that's When's the last time you've had Trident? Like, yesterday. Today. Today. So,
1: on my way here. Right. Right before I turn the mic on. Right. But... Stride Forever Fruit is getting my my third place nod. Okay, it's, it's a distant okay. you third. You know what? I'm I'm substituting because you made me remember. Then bubblelicious, bubblegum. Are you Bubblic- a bubblelicious or a bubble yum guy?
0: Uh, actually, bubble yum. Bubblelicious is better, Sean. Uh, more flavorful. Is bubble yum the one that had the pelican on it?
1: Was it a pelican or, or a stork
0: it? or something? Some stork. sort of bird. Yeah, it was some sort of character. I choose that one. I'm bumping my bubblegum flavor in the three spot. To that orange Trident. I totally forgot that was a thing until you brought up this it's knockoff off Stride brand.
1: It's less practical
0: gum, though, because I feel like it's not going to do much for your breath. It does at first. Right. And then it's gone. The flavor's gone pretty quick. It's like Fruit It, it tastes and smells amazing right yeah, from the jump. It's though. great. You right know what was really
1: amazing? Was it Stride or Five that had those commercials where it was like a guy laying in a pit of, of oh. vibrating balls? Oh, that was Five.
0: Five. They were like
1: vibrating, like, opaque
0: it looked like a fucking Radiohead music video. It did. Like you, you should have had like idioTech playing. It really in the looked background. like a Beats commercial. Yeah, goes, yeah, Goo. yeah. Goo. They Goo. Goo. made gum feel good, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it stimulated your senses in a way other than just taste. Yeah, it was bl- like it was like touch and 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 sounds. Brilliant to market gum that way. Because you're like, oh, if I eat this, my mouth is gonna feel like. You know what it reminded me of actually? Gushers. No. It's, you know those um, air fresheners where there's just a bunch of the, the balls in a plastic container? Yeah, that's what it looked like. And then over time, they, they just distill themselves into the air. That's exactly what it looked like. Whenever I would get one of those, I would always want to just lay in a big ball of those. Cause, Cause because of, cause of the Five commercial.
1: Five changed that. Also, really quick about like marketing for food. Quick gushers story. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in kindergarten... This might indicate that I'm a stupid person, but in, when okay. I was in kindergarten, I don't know if you remember the initial Gushers ad campaign. The ad was kids would like pop, they'd be like Gushers, Whoa, thanks, mom, and they'd pop a Gusher in, and then their head would they would turn, turn into a, a fruit, watermelon or a strawberry, so I remember, etc. Yeah, the, the type of fruit is irrelevant. My first time, I was sitting there and Miss Plants, big shout to Miss Plant, friend of the pod. I, I was sitting in her afternoon kindergarten, and I opened my pack of Gushers, and I remember, like, being very afraid to the point of, like, kind of panicking. I was like, well, here it goes. I was like, this is the, you know what, point of no return. My head's going to turn into a fucking fruit. I didn't say fucking, because I, I was a young lad, and I wouldn't have said fucking. Probably didn't know what it meant. But I was like, here it goes. Like my head's going to turn into a pomegranate. Here we go.
0: <laughs> you didn't even know what a pomegranate was. was at that point. No.
1: And you know what? Here's the, but this is the the lesson for you. The lesson of the story, Sean, the moral you might say, is always take risks. Because here I am with a with a
0: Jake, big head. Jake, I think head. I think that was the last risk that you ever took.
1: Because here I am with a a pretty big head. You know what? This I, we can't. <laughs> I can't prove we can't. <laughs> prove <laughs> we can't that gushers don't do that. <laughs> we can't prove that gushers aren't the reason my head is what it is.
0: You very well may have turned
1: your head into a watermelon that day. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Like 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 Cinderella with her pumpkin carriage. Yeah. My head was was. It's like it started turning into a cantaloupe and didn't fully transition. <laughs> right. Cantaloupe's better than watermelon by the way. Hot take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By a long shot. By like
0: a a long shot. I don't think either are that good to be honest with you. Dude, wh- are you a honeydew guy? Fuck no. No, I'm not any of those. Like give... Cantal- No, cantaloupe's great. Cantaloupe is okay? No. I will give you, cantaloupe is better than, than watermelon. Repu- Thank you. Than what its reputation is. However, What's reputation? its I reputation is, is like the filler in a fruit salad. No, it's dude, that's, better than that. That's honeydew. That too, but they're like the same fucking thing. No, cantaloupe's better and more flavorful than honeydew. It is. It is. I agree. Honeydew has a
1: better name. Yes, it does. However, watermelon. That's actually why it stays in the
0: rotation, is it's fucking name. And the fact I think they want to put some more green in there. Yeah, but it's
1: like, dude, I, if I see honeydew, I'm turning the other way. It's like way. a palate cleanser.
0: Give me the almost. cantaloupe. I think watermelon gets way more credit than it deserves. Not only as a summer quote-unquote treat, because it's not a fucking treat. No, watermelon. It's all water. Yeah. In fucking seeds. Nobody wants that. No. Also, it, it its place as a artificial flavor... Shouldn't exist. Like it's gross. Watermelon. You should sour apple. Watermelon thing. I like sour apple. Oh come on, that's even worse. Watermelon things suck. Have you ever had the shipyard watermelon head beer?
1: Yeah, and it's it's a travesty that they created. Terrible.
0: It's arguably the worst beer I've ever had. Really? And I have had hurricanes and ice houses. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. No. Cantaloupe is. Well, let me ask you this: What's your favorite uh, fruit salad piece?
1: So you're talking what we got here is grapes, yep, cantaloupe, honeydew, watermelon, pineapple. Yes. What else? Uh maybe blueberries? I'm going to strawberries, I think are strawberries. strawberries. Okay, I'm going to rank them real quick. I'm going to go cantaloupe, pineapple. Uh What am I missing? Grapes. Yep. Uh grapes are second. Cantaloupe, grapes, uh pineapple, strawberries, watermelon. All right. I think watermelon's gross. I'm gonna it's tell like, you okay. I'm gonna tell
0: you what the right ranking is.
1: Oh, this is the correct one. Okay. I'm it gonna goes take notes.
0: Pineapple, strawberries. I didn't expect you to come in hot with pineapple. I love pineapple's my favorite fruit. Diced pineapple. Favorite fruit. It also has other benefits. Pineapple, strawberry, grapes, cantaloupe. I'm all I'm out on watermelon. I used to be a watermelon guy. Fuck watermelon. Watermelon's not it's that almost, good. It's, it's no, overrated. No, everyone it, thinks it's like the, the epitome
1: of of, of refreshing summer fun. Wa- you know
0: who loves watermelons, Mary Kate, big friend of the pot. Big friend of the pot is
1: a huge fan of watermelon. And you know what? I'm not here to besmirch watermelon's I'm name. I'm
0: surprised you're not boosting it up the rankings just to kind no. Of fuck watermelon now.
1: Right. I don't give a shit. No watermelon. I, it's just it's not that good. And you know what else I don't like, Sean, are cucumbers because cucumbers. Dude, take, fuck. Take, fuck cucumbers. Okay, and here's why. Cucumbers taste like the rind of a watermelon.
0: They do. They do. They're flavorless and shitty. Also... If it's not pickled, don't give me a cucumber. A a fresh cucumber I'll eat is good. Cucumbers go bad and get soggy so fast. I don't like the way they taste at any point in their life. Soggy.
1: Unless it's pickled in salty brine, don't give me cucumbers. See, I'm not a pickle guy either. I always 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 give you
0: my extra pickle whenever I get a burger or a sandwich or something. I've been the beneficiary of of your pickles. You've probably eaten... (laughs) More times than I can count. You've probably eaten plus plus a 100 pickles in your life, thanks to me. Dude, I'm always down for it. Dude, see, a pickle's five calories, by the way. Well, that's pretty good. When we're at the table... I always say, does anyone want this pickle? Before I can even finish this I got sentence, my hand up. you are right there, me, and it, and it's all yours. There are probably other people who would like the But pickle. they're just not quick drama-graw enough.
1: No, and that's because like I scope out the table, like, who might have pickles? They might be looking to discard. It's, it's not, Yeah, it's not only who has them, it's who do I know has one See, Sean, and isn't a pickle fan. It's a shame that you're not a pickle fan because we could talk favorite brands cuz there's definite differences my favorite brand of pickles fucking people take notes on this best t- uh pickle brand Claussen Claussen pickles oh, are the, take are the best take your word for it dude maybe so take get, your word. you know what you might be converted get some Claussen halves they're like half mini cucumbers that are pickled the flavor's great little garlic I don't dip. see that's my whole thing with pickles do you I, like I, bread and
0: I... butter pickles please say no what? Bread and butter pickles? I don't know what that is. Like the sweeter? Fuck no. I don't really like any sort of... They're fine. They're okay. If, if they're on a burger or something, I'll just eat it. Some, if it's easy to pick it off, I'll pick it off. What about onions? you take those off? It's the same kind of deal. I love My onions, thing with Sean. pickles and onions and strong tasting things that aren't necessarily good smelling with me is just like, if I eat this or I eat too many of these... I'm going to become a pickle guy. And I don't want to be a pickle guy. That you know what? I don't want to be associated with like vinegar and salt. That that cuts me to the core, man, because I'm a pickle guy. That that cuts I, me hard. I don't want to be a pickle guy. Do you
1: look down on me for being a pickle guy? A little bit. Do you really? A little. That sucks cuz they're great. I love them.
0: I don't want I don't want to be a pickle guy. Well, I mean, I I fucking owned it. So, here yeah, we are. I don't I don't have the confidence to be a pickle guy. Mm.
1: I don't have confidence, so it doesn't take that. It just takes like enjoying okay. that flavor and that yeah. crunch.
0: I don't I don't have the Dude,
1: maybe your family has a jar that I could like. Dude, we probably out. do. We probably You can eat a jar of pickles for like less than hundred calories. <laughs> it's like a Miller light.
0: <laughs> and drink the brine. That's disgusting. It's not Uh, not... you wanna dive into some some music talk? Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should. I have a few items. Ask me
1: when we start. I have a few items <laughs>
0: okay. that when we start. All right, all right, we'll, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one.